0: Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Welcome to the I Love Mortgage Brokering Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, we talk to an amazing rookie who's making waves in the mortgage industry to check in to see how they're doing, what are they doing to be successful, and absolutely love having these conversations. And today, I had Isabel come on the show. And Isabel, if you remember, or maybe you don't know, but I did a series of coaching with Isabel and Enrique where we helped coach them to their first 5 million in production. So that was earlier in the year. And I just wanted to check in and be like, how's it going? And so she's on track to close 10 million this year, which is amazing. And a couple of big takeaways from this episode, she shares how took a couple of tries to find the right fit when it came to brokerages. And so she goes into a little bit about this and I asked her like how it affected her confidence. And she said, you know, not being in the right fit was really hard for her. And when she found the right fit. And it was like, oh, my gosh, this was one of those pieces that you need to get in place. And the other thing she talked about was how feeling bad about having to change. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation I have with her about that. And then I asked her about, you know, sales versus underwriting, which of those skills were harder for her. And so for her, even though she's a fantastic communicator, she said that the sales were a little bit harder and she had to work on the mindset piece, which really helped make that shift. And I can't tell you guys how many times that this comes up. Mindset, mindset, mindset. And so highly recommend that you you know, really start to cultivate that bulletproof mindset if you want to build a successful mortgage business, regardless of if you're new or if you're experienced. A couple quick things. First, before we get into this episode, we recently started a brokerage called Island B Mortgage Pros where we actually train new agents. So we take them under our wing. We train them in sales and underwriting and help them find and fund their first 10 mortgages and so if you're interested in finding out info on that go to get10funded.com that's get the number 10 funded and also i want to give a shout out to our title sponsor finmo this is for our canadian listeners anyway it's an application document collection and submission platform over 258 lenders and so our senior underwriter who's been using another platform i'm not going to name the platform but for like 19 years she's been using the same platform and she's like oh my gosh i cannot believe how intuitive Finmo is to use. And so whatever platform you're using, I'm just saying that, you know, for us, we have found that this has been very effective. She said it's very intuitive. The agents love the fact that it figures out what documents that you need, and it's very smart. And then she said also the customer support is amazing. So questions are so fast at getting back to you. So if you're interested in finding out about Finmo and how it can help you run a more efficient business, go to finmo.ca slash ILMB. That's finmo.ca slash ILMB to check that out. And thanks again for checking out this episode. Hey, Isabel, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, Scott. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So, hey, I I wanted to just check in. We never really did like a show just about you and your story. And so this is what I was hoping to do today. So (laughs) tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and then how you got into the mortgage business.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, obviously, you guys know my name. I'm Isabel. (laughs) I'm 27. I turned 27 this year. And... My background I guess before mortgaging I was mostly in HR and then I dabbled into sales as well B2B and B2C sales. Industries that I was in was tech and uh, automotive really. So mostly tech industry for HR and then I got into the sales in the automotive side but not in the dealership spectrum I was mostly in the B2B so I was doing leasing for corporate accounts. And uh, that was really fun. I learned a lot. And whatever I did, I learned a lot. I took a lot away, which really, I think is what made me who I am on a personal note, and as well as a professional. It's really what what led
0: you out of HR and out of, you know, (laughs) into being a mortgage broker, because it's not like there's a direct link, like, Oh, I know. Mm -hmm. Like, so how did you get there?
1: (laughs) I've always had this huge passion for real estate. Even while I was working, my goal was to purchase investment properties for my family. It was something that I wanted for my future kids that I can pass down to them. And at the same time, it's just something that I love. You know, I mean, interior design, that's what I took in school. And seeing transformations from like run down houses to a beautiful home, that's just something that speaks to me. And I think it all just ties together. So while I was working, it was more like to get through life. You know, I had to pay my bills. (laughs) Something had to pay the bills. And then I was trying to pursue real estate bit by bit. And I was trying to find my path to get to real estate. Unfortunately, like getting the real estate license wasn't really an option because it was very expensive at the time and it didn't fit me and my boyfriend's budget at the time financially.
0: You mean so becoming a just, realtor? Is that what you're yeah, thinking? it
1: was, yeah, first thing that I thought it was becoming because, a realtor. Yeah, you had just, the interior yeah. design,
0: you can walk around the house. And exactly. Feel <laughs> them and So, okay, yeah. then, so you didn't go down that path. So then, no, like, no, were you yeah. still working in HR when you decided to do the mortgage thing or like, what was
1: that? Uh, no, so I was actually already in the automotive business. So I was an account executive. And then I was like, you know what? I still really want to do this. My boyfriend now had finished school. He had a really great job, and we were a little bit more flexible financially. So I decided, you know, I'll enroll in the course. And I'll take like the month and a half long where the classes were on Sundays, right? Because I was working Monday to Friday. And then the unfortunate thing happened. The funny thing is I enrolled on a Friday night. And then the following Monday was the day I got unfortunate news that I was, you know, being like, oh, and this was last year.
0: This was during I COVID. All laid off. I, yeah. it, it wasn't like, hey, Isabel, you're terrible at this job. And yeah, you're no, no, no. <laughs> it
1: was, was that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then when that happened, I was like anxious, but at the same time, it was like only for five seconds. And I saw this big window of opportunity that I'm like, Hey, I'm going to take my course the week. Like I'm going to change it to the one week course and get right into it. Right. So I did that. And then I jumped right into the mortgage industry full time.
0: (laughs) What date was that? How long ago did you jump into the mortgage industry? This
1: was um, March. So March um, of uh, 2020. And then I officially got my license mid April. It took some time to process because of COVID and everything. But I was officially licensed mid April, April 14th to be exact.
0: <laughs> so you now just over how many like fifteen just a month months
1: and yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, Yeah. Okay. And I'm still here. Like when you talk about little kids, you're like, oh, she's 15 <laughs> months. You know, it's kind of like, you know, yeah. she's one and a half. Yeah. I'm just teasing. My business
1: like, is a baby.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's kind of the same idea. It's like yeah. your mortgage business is your baby. Okay, so yeah. obviously I was going to ask if you started full-time, but being that you were like over near the oh, job, sorry. obviously you jumped in full-time. So for you, what was the biggest challenge of kind of going from, you know, a cold start into this?
1: It was getting used to the fact that you're not getting, you know, your biweekly pay. You don't know how much you're earning, right? I was a stickler for budgeting. Like I knew how much I was earning on this day when I was getting paid and what bills were coming out. Like I was that person (laughs) and then how much to put away. So getting used to that was very tough. It was difficult but you know, I just had to keep going. I was enjoying what I was doing despite all the roller coasters and starting up and being self-employed. I was enjoying when I had the chance to talk to clients, to talk about mortgages, to talk about real estate, to my fellow investors, my friends who are investing, just being an added person to them, like as a resource, basically, right. I can finally add value to my relationships with my friends who are investing people that I want to be as well eventually right they have five real estate properties like i want to have five real estate properties so right. it's about reciprocating that right you know we're friends but they're teaching me but i'm also now adding value by giving them insight in the mortgage side in the financing side that was really exciting so how i, long, I
0: have a question for you how long till yeah. you got, you closed your first mortgage
1: so april i started my first mortgage closed october of 2020
0: so may june july It's like five or six months.
1: Yeah, five or six months. It was a lot of like putting myself out there. And this was not a friend either. This was somebody that I had met through my network on Facebook of investors. I was just reaching out. Like anytime there was a question, I would reach out. I'd message them and I wouldn't say, Hey, you know, hopefully I can work with you. I would just answer their question right without expecting right. anything for me it's about giving value and then that's where it all started
0: <laughs> was there any point so that you questioned like hey am i in the right industry if you're like should i do this because you know yeah i'm curious if you've yeah. ever, you ever did you question that
1: Absolutely, that's like 100%. For six months, definitely finding the right brokerage was one of the things that I had to do. Obviously, I think all of us do, but it's finding that right one, right? There's a difference between just joining a brokerage that you find right away and actually looking at how can you be successful and yeah. what do you need to be successful because everybody's needs are different,
0: right? We yeah, all it's, learn it's, different. It's really, yeah, I totally. agree. It's important to find the right. Yeah. Like it's like finding a you know a significant other or yeah you
1: know, it's, oh, that's exactly it's gonna it. Be
0: different for everybody everybody's gonna have a different yeah. <laughs> yeah like what they ultimately yeah so did you yeah did, so, so did you find the first brokerage right at the gate or did you have to change or what happened there
1: i had to change twice i stayed in the same network For the first two brokerages. And then after the second one, I was like, okay, I really need to hone down on this. I don't want to keep switching because I'm now like five, six months into my first year and I feel like I haven't done anything. I feel like I haven't moved the needle as somebody going into the mortgage business. Right. So I started just to go out there more. And then I was talking to somebody that was admiring on Instagram, actually, who's an agent. And they were the ones who basically said, Hey, you should talk to a broker. And that conversation changed my life. That's what brought me to where I am now.
0: Yeah, Um, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I've heard people, so did you like, and this whole switching thing, I asked you about that for a second. So did you like struggle with that being like, okay, I started here and I'm going there. And you feel like I just want to get my business going. Like, how did you feel about that? Because I'm curious.
1: I was frustrated and I think I was more frustrated with myself. I felt like I didn't know what I wanted and I felt like I was just not getting what I needed. Yeah. Um, and then at one point I started feeling like maybe I'm the problem.
0: <laughs> right. That's when
1: I started to question myself. I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm not right for the business. Like, should I keep going? Should I just go find a part time job? I mean, this is COVID too, you know? And it's like, oh, how am I supposed to find a job during this time? It's been so tough. Like, it was a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. I mean, I just, I kept going, but don't get me wrong. I questioned myself a lot to be this, right. way, whether right. I should stay. And I
0: know yeah, in the brokerage, you have a good brokerage. So I know the people there, oh, they're good sure. people yeah. and stuff. So, you know, there's no doubt about that. Did you ever feel awkward about going to the person that you said, Hey, oh, by the way, um leaving. Like, <laughs> what was that like?
1: So funny part was I was open to the conversation because I will never turn down an opportunity to have a conversation. No, I'm meaning the one you left.
0: So when you left, like like breaking up with the boy, you're like breaking up with, hey, it's not you, it's me. So like, what was that like in terms of?
1: Um, Yeah, I had to have that conversation. I think that was something I learned from HR. It's learning how to have the tough conversations. I had to be honest. And I feel like I owed it to them to be as honest as possible without burning any bridges.
0: I was about to say that. Well, attempt, it's a small yeah. industry. Like I had, a, <laughs> you know, a, yeah, it's funny how people you, you know, work with a little bit, they go away and who knows five years later, you're working with them again. Yeah. You don't know who you're going to work with. And so. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I mean, I would never want to burn any bridges, but you know, it really also depends on how the other person takes it. Hopefully Honestly, they feel like the ripping- same way about
0: not burning bridges. And I hope so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I hope so. But, uh, you know, I had to tell them and then I made the move because during that transition, I was actually already working on my very first deal that closed it wasn't going to close. It was like at the point where they were either gonna find another broker who was gonna make it happen or lose the property, right? They found the perfect property. And this is where all the realizations came up. And this is where I started to also see that it's so important for the brokerage that you're at to understand the kind of business that you wanna do Mm -hmm. and how you wanna do it because they are the ones who are gonna be able to support you rather than telling you, no, don't do it this way it was more like, how do you like to do business, right? Do we fit? Do our values fit? Do our morals fit? Like as an agent and as a brokerage, you know, do they fit together? Because if they don't, then you're just going to keep clashing, right? And during this first deal, the process in closing this, my first deal, that's where I really started to see. And that's where I saw that this brokerage that I'm at right now, the mortgage coach was the perfect fit for me right. because the support system is insane. It gave me that boost of confidence, the confidence that I was losing when I started to get into the industry.
0: <laughs> right, right. That's really important. So yeah. let me ask you this. So what surprised you most about the mortgage business? Because you um, have this passion for real estate, but you don't really know what you don't know, right? Till you get in.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's the amount of possibilities, the amount of options that we all have to get into real estate. It mind boggled me how many programs there are and even like with insurers, like they don't just have the first time home buyer incentive. There are other things that they can do, not just on a residential spectrum, but also in commercial. Like it's just, there's so many out there. And that part really excited me more in this business because I am now somebody that can, help educate you know my network and their network i can be that person that resource to people who want to speak with me and seeing how they can use real estate as a vehicle for financial freedom and to set their families securely right in the future it's just it's amazing that's what really um surprise me. It's just the amount of information and stuff that you have in the mortgage industry.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I always think like the complexity is always increasing. The yeah. information and misinformation is increasing. And so yes, yes. why it's so important as a mortgage agent to be an advisor and guide your yeah. clients.
1: Yeah. And sorry, just to add to and just, you know, I know that a lot of us were told to go to the banks to get a mortgage. But one thing that also... I wouldn't say shocked, but really excited me is that there are ways like just by having a good relationship with your lenders, you can make things happen. It's that conversation, that story you tell on behalf of your clients that really changed the game for you. It's not always about do you check all these boxes? No, there's so many other things that you can do to make things happen without crossing that, you know, line of. Legality. Yeah, of, like, yeah, <laughs> Obviously. exactly. Being like, hey, this is the, yeah, exactly. Like, fraud. I just it's, have to mention that. Yeah.
0: You don't want to be like, hey, you know, yeah, no, that's true. So, I always think with, you know, in the mortgage space, there's kind of two distinct skills you must learn when you're new. The first is sales skills, and then the second is underwriting. Which one was harder for you?
1: Oh, wow. That's a good question. I mean, when you say sales,
0: I mean, like uh, business development, like- getting leads getting people to refer you, like, you know, talking to realtors, talking to centers of influence is what I would say on the sales side, or also convincing the client to work with you. So you've got a lead, but they're like, I don't know if I want to work with you yet. And so that's a whole other conversion conversation you need to have. Um, And then underwriting is like, okay, now that I've got them, the paperwork, yeah, now I got to get it approved. What was harder for you?
1: So I think because from a personality standpoint too, like I was a little bit shy to put myself out there when I started. So I think with this question like i think i would say sales was the hardest for me because i didn't know much about the mortgage business when i started and i jumped in you know full time and i felt like getting people to trust me was scary i doubted myself a lot so i think for me sales was probably the hardest even though talking to people is like my favorite thing to do.
0: Right, you're you're very yeah, you, have a, you have a very you're very easy to talk to. When we talked about you, you started you. doing live videos and you're like, I don't know if I can do it. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. You? You're literally <laughs> wired for this. You've been doing that and it's been going great for you. So
1: Yeah. Um, I think I actually picked up underwriting the fastest. Like okay. I like knowing what the process properly. And I pick it up really quickly. But I think for me, it was like getting myself out there and be like, Oh my god, how are these realtors who have been in the business for 10 years gonna trust somebody who's not even a year in the business, right? right, so right. That part was a big struggle for me when I started.
0: That's cool. We did a uh, series with you, we did some training and we did the podcast yeah. series. So what was like for you the biggest takeaway from the training that we did?
1: You know what, I think it's the fact that even though you're new, this is something I kept hearing continuously too. Is that even though you're new, you probably know more than you know the clients that you're speaking with. You're their person to get information from, right? If someone's a first-time home buyer, they only know what's out there. But whereas in me, I'm in a position where I have access to more resources. I have access to people, and I can actually get the right answers for them.
0: Right? Even if you don't it, know it for right. Even before. if you
1: don't know it right away. No, but
0: yeah. yeah. And if somebody, even if they've done five mortgages, like so what? It's five years apart and all the rules yeah. changed. Like the yeah. whole game is not even the same anymore. So what yeah. their experience was five years ago yeah. may look nothing like today because their situation may have changed. Certainly yeah. the rules and regulations have changed. And oh, for sure. That,
1: yeah. Some
0: of the things you want to do now that you could do five years ago be illegal today. Like you're literally like yeah. You're be like, You're going to jail for that. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, so
1: Yeah. So I think it's just, you know, that confidence, I guess. Own your space, you know, own yeah. your
0: goal and be like, Okay, that's cool. Yeah, Yeah. it's really important. Actually, it's a mindset really shift is what you have to have. It is,
1: Yeah. And and also just really getting yourself out there. I mean, you guys had the coaching program we did really help to shift your mindset. The mindset part is huge. I think that's also one of my biggest takeaways, right? It's when your mindset's different, if you're in a confident mindset, when you know what you want and you're valuing what you want, it comes off to the other person as well when you talk to them and it reciprocates, right? They feel good about working with you and talking with you. So why not? Like, why not keep the conversation going?
0: Right. So I, I remember I think, when you came to me and you were meeting with that realtor, who said that he'd already had somebody. And I'm like, okay, here's what you say to him. And you killed it. And you're like, oh my gosh. And I was like, it was so great. That was awesome. <laughs> that was
1: funny. Yeah, that was yeah. really great.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So rapid fire questions. So answer the shorter answers. What's one thing people can't find out about you from Google?
1: It's that I was a junior singing champion when I was in uh, high school. Really? I competed. Yeah, I was in theater. I sang in concerts and I competed. The one,
0: <laughs> I love coaching, I love training, but honestly, if I could sing, I'd be like, mic drop, I'm out, I'm gonna go sing. Like I love music, but I cannot sing. Like I literally have like zero skill in it. Um, so,
1: <laughs>
0: that's okay. That, that's I, I mean, are awesome. you taking lessons? <laughs> I, yeah, I've taken some lessons, but even my instructor <laughs> she kind of looks at me like, I don't know why you're here. <laughs> Remember when uh, that show um America's Got Talent, and they let people on that are really bad.
1: Yeah, like yeah. You know, Simon
0: Sinek would be like, "You're terrible," or whatever he'd do, right? Like, she was kind of looking at me like Simon Sinek, like, "I don't know if I can help you." Like, you oh know, no. So, anyway, <laughs> I just my another I, teacher? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just doesn't compute in my brain. Like, I just what I hear sounds amazing in my head, but what yeah. there, anybody else hears is like that is nothing. Like, they don't even recognize the song half the time. They're like, "I don't know what you're singing right now because you're so out of key." But anyway, oh, so,
1: man, you're being too hard on yourself. <laughs>
0: so, no, it's true. Seriously, my kids would say, yeah, that's true, Dad. Agree with so, me? What's a oh. movie that everyone should watch at least once?
1: Oh, The Pianist. It has the nothing Pianist. to do with mortgages, but The Pianist is such a good movie.
0: Now, I got to watch uh, that. It's on my list. What's one tool or piece of tech you can't run your business without? My
1: phone. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to tell my clients or reach my clients if I don't have my phone.
0: <laughs> that's good. Okay. What's the best advice you've received as a new mortgage broker, new mortgage agent?
1: Does it have to be as a new mortgage agent or no. can it be about life?
0: Life, uh, yeah, make it about life.
1: Okay. I mean, it wasn't really about life, but I think it applies to what I do as well now. When I got into my county executive position in the automotive industry, one of my mentors, actually my main mentor, the one thing that he told me was the moment you start doing something within a transaction that is for yourself and not for your client, back off. He tells me back off and rethink everything because... Everything that you do should be for your clients. It should be in the best interest of your clients. Um,
0: an and that
1: really struck me. This was an automotive. They were teaching me. I was a rookie. Because like, in that does automotive. not
0: sound like anything they ever say in automotive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, I know. I still keep in touch with him. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's really He's good. really, nice. that really stuck. That really, really stuck. And I mean, that's what I've been doing anyway. Anytime I interact with anybody, it's never about me. It's about how are they gonna benefit and how are we gonna keep the relationship going? But when he said that, it just engraved. And now in whatever I do, that is there, right? It's in my brain.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. And then so knowing what you know now, so if we could rewind the clock 15 months ago, anything you do different starting over?
1: Oh, for sure. Just talk to everybody and anyone just put yourself out there start a conversation don't be shy don't be scared that gets you the confidence you know the worst that's going to happen is they're not going to respond or they're going to say no and that they work with somebody or that you know oh this might not be a good fit so what there's thousands of other people out there you can talk to realtors accountants. you don't need
0: you don't need very many you know? to build a fantastic business.
1: you know, exactly you just need like- to find your tribe you need yeah. to find the ones that you vibe with. And the only way you can do that is if you keep talking to people and if you keep having a conversation, you know, engage with them. Cause no. I was scared. I was really like conservative. Like I was yeah. very picky. and I don't think I should have been, I should have just been like, Hey, what's up? Are you, <laughs> I'm new in street.
0: How you doing? So, uh,
1: yeah.
0: Like <laughs> oh, you see those like dating video, whatever. Anything, whatever. <laughs> right. So uh, like pick up lines, like, Hey, what's up? Uh, yeah. You know, Okay. So awesome. Where can people find you online?
1: Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Find me anywhere. you have a yeah. website I primarily
0: used? Do you find that people find you through your website or through social media more?
1: Social media, mainly yeah. through Instagram and then in my referral network, my realtors and friends.
0: Yeah. yeah like yeah. this is my personal opinion. I don't think it matters that much yeah. as long as you're out there and serving people. And you know, mm-hmm. I don't think that the website is actually that important if you're,
1: yeah if
0: you're yeah. A building a referral based business, but that's me
1: yeah no it's true i totally agree with it everything i do is on instagram and then next to it would be like linkedin and facebook
0: right yeah that's awesome okay isabel awesome to chat with you i am so excited to just watch you keep crushing it and i'll, <laughs> I'll check you. out some of your live videos one of these days next time i'm on instagram
1: oh for sure we're planning it with three realtors right now we're gonna meet up sometime this month so nice <laughs> hopefully we'll uh we'll have some uh, just there. before uh, summer for sure okay. thank you Thanks. for having me scott